What's the Takeaway podcast, hosted by Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, covers a variety of relevant topics with professional guests. This is the perfect show to learn from different views on national newsworthy topics. The show airs every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Good morning, and welcome to another segment of What's the Takeaway? This is Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, and I am so excited about being in the podcast land on today. I'm hoping all my podcasters are ready for a very provocative conversation as we get ready to talk about fashions and fabulous fashions. We just had the Met Gala a few days ago, a few weeks ago. And so we're excited to have someone in my hometown of Savannah, Georgia, that is a designer and has opened up a fashion house in our area. Uh, You know, I love fashion, just in case you don't know or don't realize, go to my Facebook page, uh, Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, and you will see like, I like to dress up and I like to play dress up from a child. So um, this conversation that we're gonna have today is going to be very, very uh, interesting, both to you all, but to me as well, because I love to hear about uh, dressing up (laughs) and beautiful designer clothes and things of that nature. So today I have with me uh, Miss Danyette Thomas from uh, Savannah, Georgia. Let her come and greet us and give us the exact pronunciation of her name. (laughs) Hello, everyone. My name is Daniette Thomas, fashion designer, stylist, creative director here at the House of Daniette in Savannah, Georgia, Savannah's first design house. Hey, well, welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are glad to have you. Uh, Savannah has never had anything like this before. And so we are so excited to have this in our area. Uh, What inspired you to move into high fashions? Um, Well, at a very young age, I fell in love with the idea of my sketches of fashion illustrations coming to life on people everywhere. Once I was given the knowledge that it was possible to make some of the clothes I had been sketching because I couldn't find them at the local stores. So sketching was just a way of giving myself childhood um, fulfillment. But then later on in life, I proceeded to get an education in my craft at the Savannah College of Art and Design. And with that, each piece in my senior thesis collection, because all uh, senior uh, students in fashion design are required to create a collection um, for their uh, graduation requirement, I made each piece in my collection customized to the model that it was assigned to. And every model had some part of their body that they were either cautious about or was not symmetrical or was not of the norm. Um, And I took that time to really learn about different female body types, but also make my couture aesthetic fit their bodies as though their bodies were just like everyone else's. And upon graduation, I started receiving a lot of inquiries about not just unique designs, but designs made to fit individuals who felt like it was difficult to find clothing that fit them in the stores. And um, probably the fall after I graduated that spring in 2015 is when I was inspired to start my own custom design business. And now here we are almost seven years later, I have a design house. (laughs) 
Wow. Who does that? <laughs> Who does that to have one seven years later? That That is fantastic. I remember a couple of years back when you uh, went to, uh, was it New York Fashions? Yes, ma'am. Fashion Week. Uh, tell me, what was that like? That was very inspiring. Um, going to SCAD, of course, everyone talks about New York Fashion Week and LA Fashion Week and all the different fashion weeks all over the world, really. But um, going to New York Fashion Week was a large part of research for me to see how the industry works, because being down here in the southeastern um, region of the United States, um, all kinds of different art cultures, including fashion, are quite different from what the world really does, if that makes sense. Our trends are not their trends. Our movements are not their movements. And our aesthetic is not their aesthetic. So going to New York Fashion Week, I had this ultimate goal to figure out how to get in touch with buyers to get some of my custom designs or evening wear designs, the different things I kept in stock in stores all over the country. And where I didn't get the opportunity to make those connections that I was looking for, I made so many more. Um, New York, it's uh, New York Fashion Week in the fall is always around my birthday and I went two times in 2019, one time in the in the winter, which was in February, and then another time in September, right around my birthday. And it was such an amazing experience. And after going the first time, of course, I knew how to move the second time. But the second time, um, it was literally getting up at 5 a.m. so that you could be in Manhattan by 8 a.m. and start dress rehearsals and fittings with models that you connected with virtually because they were referred to you and tried to get these things that you spent 200, 200 hours making to fit this client in a matter of with this model in a matter of minutes or hours and then getting ready for a show that may not start until 5 p.m and then after the show packing up all of these garments that probably weigh 20 to 30 pounds and getting them back to your airbnb or back to your hotel or going down to Times square and doing pop-up photo shoots because there's photographers everywhere and passing out cards and making connections and then going to eat dinner at a 24-hour cafe at two o'clock in the morning just so you can get up and do it all over again the next day. And um, it's so much fun for me. It really felt like something I was uh, I was born for. I, I really lived in the week of Fashion Week while I was there. It was so much fun. Um, you have your goals, but you reach so many and things and meet so many people that you never would have dreamed of. And the experience is never the same. You meet different people, so you have different experiences and you get diff invited different places and you stay in different areas and you use different models. The experience is never the same. One experience is always amazing because it's never like any other. Wow, it sounds, oh gosh, it sounds like a little hectic, but it sounds like wonderful. You know, I, I you got to be really on the move a lot during mm. these weeks. Wow. Yes. So, it, so did you, you said you met so many people. Name one in particular that you that you were highly impressed by. Um, let's see. Who did I meet that I was highly impressed by? I met Miss USA. Uh, I mean, Miss New York. Miss New York is one person that I met. She actually modeled. She was a grand finale for me at one for one of my designs. And um, I was able to connect with her and convince her to come model at the show. And um, her name is uh, slipping my mind at the moment, but that was probably the most impressive connection I made that particular day. And she and I still communicate from time to time via social media. So um, that's been a great connection that I had. And um, I can't wait to see her again, work with her again real soon. 
All right. So, so what is your ultimate dream or your ultimate goal for for what you're doing? Um, my ultimate goal has always been since a child to be able to make a living off of my craft. And now that I am 30 with my own design house and I'm literally creating jobs for others in graduating in fashion design that felt like they could not find a job in the southeastern region of the United States. I um, see myself doing custom designs um, for very elite clientele and having my designs um, published and, you know, people flying from all over the country here to be able to get these designs. But then I also have my ready to wear collection that I want to see in stores all over the USA. Eventually, I'd like to launch my own shoe collection for larger feet styles. That's um, been a childhood dream of mine as well. And then um, I also um, would like to see myself doing a lot of high-end fashion creative direction. Um, ultimately, I just like working to elevate and boost the confidence of individuals um, that are in different types of positions, ideally women, um, because women are on a very big rise, especially right now. But um, that's essentially what I look to do, elevate by means of fashion. You know, I was I had the, the uh, pleasure of being at your grand opening of your house and oh it was so fabulous it was so wonderful um how and i saw you had different models and most of them this just not all of them but some most of them were full figure and i do you find that the full figure model most times need designer wear more than maybe the small framed young lady not necessarily so um i've got large clients and small clients of all kinds of different sizes and shapes and body types and heights that all need help in some type of tailored perspective. It's definitely more obtainable for smaller women to obtain clothing, whether it be in the store or even customized because they require less fabric. And it's easier for mass produced items to make 10 size smalls rather than five size 2X. But um, the full-figured woman nowadays, especially if they're naturally full-figured, definitely needs a tailor in their pocket. Um, the full-figured woman cannot necessarily visually afford to be last minute with their attire. They have to have a, have a seamstress or a tailor on deck and have an idea of what they want to wear in enough time to be able to make sure it's tailored to them. Um, an excellent example, though, of a smaller woman that keeps a tailor in her pocket, it would be um, Janelle Monet. Janelle yeah. Monet is quite petite, but you would never know it because everything she wears is tailored for her height and size. So, um, an extremely petite women struggle with oh, having. Really? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of large women that are my clientele, but there's a lot of small women that are my clientele as well. The, sh the shorter ones. Um, one good example is Whitney Lamb Gilliard here locally with Gilliard and Company. Whitney is um, very close to maybe five, five, one. So, and she likes to wear T-length dresses, but by the time you get a T-length dress, it's close to floor length on her and it makes yes. her look much shorter. 
So um, she'll she'll have to pick up something and uh, she'll call me and, you know, have to let me know that it needs to be shorter. And then some of the areas where she thinks it needs to be shorter, I have to shorten it in others because you don't want your sleeves to look too long and you don't want the length to be too long in the torso. You just have to be very careful for different things um, when you're looking for clothing that's appropriate, especially in a professional setting like her own. Yeah, you know, I, I, I just love some of your designs and I love the way you, uh, the color coordination that you have because a person say uh, that's um, maybe 50 plus, you know, our color coordination is a little bit different. So then when I see you put certain, certain colors together, I think like, hmm, I would never put those two together, but it looks so, it's, it's amazing the way she did that. <laughs> uh, how do you come up with all of the, it's just the creativity of your mind, I guess, all of these different color coordinations that you have. It, uh, well, it's a little bit of color coordination. It's also the study, the consistent study and research of color theory. I am a Pinterest junkie, so I'm always paying attention to the color trends and what's going and what's not going. Like um, more recently, you'll see me wear a lot of muted colors like black and mauve pink or blush and plum. But more, more so recently into the spring to make sure that I'm keeping my audience's attention, I've moved into some brighter, more vibrant spring colors that still complement my skin. And so I get so many clients that wish they could wear some of these colors um, complimenting me. But, you know, I have to inform them everybody's got, you know, their special tones that go with their special skin complexions. But for me, um, I love to play with color. I love to see what works and what doesn't. And a lot of that has to do with my mother and me. She's very reserved. So she probably wears three colors most day of the week, most days of the week. <laughs> but a good color combination together that she admires, then, you know, it's not just something fun and playful, but it's also something that's got this high level of uh, particular to it, if that makes sense. Like during my senior collection, I think SCAD pushes you to make such out of the box things. Whereas I wanted to make things that were really high end, really couture, out of the box, not thought of, but still wearable. And at this high level of couth, if that makes sense. Like this is couture, this is authentic, it's beautiful. beautiful. But even if you wouldn't wear it, there's still an admiration for the design. And um, I think that was my seal on the deal. I've had some people compliment my collection even when I was at SCAD, but when my mother admired everything in my collection, as particular as she is, I felt like I had a, a very high-end uh, design achievement. I figured out how to get things where they're fashion forward, but still obtainable and approachable. And that's a consist consistent study for me when it comes to the, the colors and the play and the color theory and the way Color just keeps changing. Yes, it color it does because, like I said, you know, some colors that are put together now, I would have never, <laughs> I would have never thought to put that together. You know, I was like, oh no. But when I see it now, it's like, oh wow, that looks good. That looks really good. So uh, I, I want to know what's on the horizon for you. What, 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 what do you want to see happen? Now that you've opened your house, what you and it's fa and I, it's fabulous. It's fabulous. I love it. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Of, of course, I'm looking to increase visibility because um, the first five, well, six years I spent working out of my home, 
now I have a public address and we work by appointment, but of course I want to increase the visibility. I want to service brides all over the U.S., not just in Savannah. Um, I'm very grateful to Savannah and the local support, but um, I want to expound my reach a bit. And I'm also looking to get my ready to wear collection to be very, very, very successful as we launch that. And so that is my pet project right there. That's what's got primarily most of my focus. Um, I, uh, I'm very, very excited about it. It's not only going to be a great thing for myself as a designer, but for women that are looking for networking attire that's professional, but still fun and cute. Um, things they can walk into a room and feel like they can be taken seriously with. Um, not most of the boutiques now and a lot of the local stores and it's been like this for quite some time their attire is more so made for the younger woman you know um, maybe the early 20s it's more fun attire but as far as you know being approachable in a room and still being professional that is the delicate balance that a lot of women struggle with a wide range of women not just for business attire but for even even special occasion dresses Everything's either made too young or too old, too boring. And women still want to stand out regardless as to where they're going and who they're going to see. So my ready to wear collection, um, our Yana Ready Fashion is not only going to be available on my online website, but I'm working to get it in boutiques as well as an option for women that come in looking for professional attire. Um, and I want to see that grow so, so, so much so because it's not only going to do great things for me, but it's going to do great things for others because it's literally created to create jobs for fashion designers and fashion merchandisers and fashion marketers that graduate from um, different institutions um, looking for jobs in this region of the United States. So you're saying they're going to be in boutiques with boutiques here in Savannah or where? That's what I'm looking for. I have not gotten anyone to confirm just yet, but I've been sending out emails. But I wanted to be in Savannah. I wanted to be in Brunswick, uh, Hinesville, Valdosta, Jacksonville, Atlanta, anywhere in the U.S. is where I would like these items wholesale sold to, but then also available on my website. Um, I think my ultimate goal is to get this in bigger stores like Saks Fifth Avenue someday, things like that. So um, give us, first of all, give us the address to your physical uh, house and then give us the website information so that for those that are listening and would like to go on and see what you have. The website should go live um, actually within the next hour or so. The link for that is www.doniette.com forward slash Ariana. The Doniette website is live, but that link to specifically Ariana will go live. And um, this is uh, for pre-orders. So everything will be completed in June and ships out in June, but we are accepting pre-orders because we've only made 50 of each style. So um, if you wanna reserve your color and your size, then now is the time to pre-order because once you pre-order it and it sells out, that's it. Cause we wanna change up the colors and the styles as frequently as possible. And um, our physical address, though, is 422 West 43rd Street in downtown Savannah, Georgia, 31401. 
close to the corner of Victory and MLK. Big white house, two-story white house with a large courtyard on the side and a pink front door. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, are you going you're gonna to have, you said pre-orders and what is roughly the price range of those? They range anywhere from, I want to say, $80 to $150 each piece. Some things are sold separate. Like I have um, a separate set in there. It's a skirt and top combination, but we sold them separately because some women may be large up top and extra large on the bottom. We don't want you to get stuck with those sets. So, okay. uh, so, so, because I, I, I want to make sure I get some clarity for myself. <laughs> yes. So, if you wear like a size of 14, so mm-hmm. you would not necessarily wear order a 14 you may order 14 top and maybe a 12 skirt is that it you could yes ma'am but the sizes in the letter realm so like a 14 would fall under the extra large size okay okay yeah so i got a size chart on the website as well for people that have questions good 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 we're going to pause right here and we're going to have a commercial break we are going to uh, listen to a commercial from Jazuri. Welcome to the Jazuri brand of body oils. Jazuri 24 karat 5 in 1. The ingredients of this wonderful oil helps to exfoliate, soften, and moisturize. It is quick absorbing and has anti-aging elements that give your skin a youthful appearance. Jazuri Bliss has a glossy, satiny feel. It hydrates the body and helps you feel refreshed. Jazuri Ignite. This is a body oil for men. The secret to this oil is the honey that helps protect, repair, and prevent skin damage. Jazuri Pink Ice. The smell of sweet jasmine is the dominant floral fragrance that you will smell. It's rich in emollients with a touch of vitamin E, which helps to rejuvenate your skin and lighten scars. Jazuri Sugar and Spice. Experience the dazzling sugar crystals combined with our rich oils that will exfoliate and help clear up dry skin, making your skin to be alive again. Learn more at www.jazuribrand.com. Email info at jazuribrand.com. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. And we're here today with uh, an amazing designer that has blessed the city of Savannah, Georgia, and is Danyate a house, I call it house of styles, a house of designs. I, I just love this kind of thing. So tell me next, okay, you had the grand opening. What is your next event? Um, I don't, I have no idea. Everybody keeps asking me when's the next fashion show. I've actually been lending out my designs for other fashion shows. I have not hosted my own. Um, I think that would be great. Of course, the design house also doubles as an event venue. So we had our first event this past Sunday. I think there was um, a group of women that hosted a mixer for new people that joined their society here. So that was lovely. It was gorgeous in the courtyard. The Savannah, the local Savannah chamber actually is having a coffee chats event on May the 18th here. And um, we're discussing with one of the um, locals running for um, a position, one of the political positions, one of the offices is uh, looking to have a watch party here. And we've got some inquiries for weddings, birthday parties, all kinds of things happening this summer and fall. 
I because that uh, little courtyard that you have, it is so wonderful and it's it's good for little events that you can have. I can even see a tea there, uh, a queen's tea, you know. Yeah, yeah. See it, I see it, I see it. So um, we got to have to put that together because I yes. think that you know that is a just an excellent spot for just a nice group of ladies to come together with their hats and their gloves, and uh, because that's the type of atmosphere that it is. That it, it, when I look around and I look at the entire uh, building, it has so much presence. It has a lot of presence in there. So uh, yeah. you said that you have not um, put together an event yet, but uh, I can see a, a, a nice fashion show. I can see a nice fashion show there or, or by you. Uh, yeah. oh. Yes, ma'am. Possibility. How about that possibility? And I think as the ready to wear collection grows, I think that would be optimal for that. I think it'd be very easy to have like a shopping event here for when we do the pre-launches and things like that, because I want to at least do that on a quarterly basis. I think that would be wonderful and inviting buyers of different stores and things like that. But I also want to travel out and go to different apparel marts and see how many different people we could connect with for things like that. But um Another thing I'm interested in doing is um, advertising to the prom crowd. I've always wanted to do like a prom pop-up shop for um, prom people to like come in in the courtyard maybe and shop some of the things that we have readily available to purchase for prom if they don't want to do the custom option. But then also having other vendors uh, set up stuff, if that makes sense. Um, yes. Where like we can have um, makeup artists and hair artists and maybe people that sell different accessories for prom things like that are what i'm looking forward to trying to do oh, okay okay so yeah that would be very good because um this we are we are in partly in prom season and i think that um but as we get ready to the june brides and the bridesmaids and all of this kind of stuff i think that would be excellent and you know for you to have something where they can come and purchase really right then and there you know so that would be that would be excellent okay so what are your future plans what 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 are your future plans i can see you expanding are you planning to expand from one this from Savannah to another city? Well, I have a second office in Atlanta that I work in. Um, I mean, that I work out of, but I'm trying to get the Atlanta clientele to go, to grow, I'm sorry, where I kind of go there at least once a month. And I'm also trying to grow in the South Carolina market very much so, because everyone that books me from South Carolina lets me know there's nobody that does what I do um, in that market, if that makes sense. So I'm working on that, but like how that happens, I'm still figuring it out, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that that does make a lot of sense um, because, you know, if you can get the Garner, the Southeast, and I think putting it in Atlanta, it, it that's just like putting to me like putting it in New York because yeah. that that is really a high end market there 
uh, Neiman Marcus and all of those other stores that you can tap right on into. So that would be a, a, a wonderful thing. So what's, what's the takeaway? What, what do you want to see happen for uh, this house that you have in Savannah? I want this house to be a premier destination for people all over the country, really. Um, I want people coming here for all sorts of things. But like as far as the brand, I want to see it grow beyond the country. Um, one thing I was going to do that I got invited for before the pandemic hit was a uh, Paris Fashion Week. But um, I want to make sure I navigate that and I'm still continuing, you know, to do research with that and all those sorts of things. But aside from that, I'm kind of just taking I'm kind of going with where God takes me, wherever my gift can be used. I'm open to it. I definitely have gotten better at identifying where my gift does not need to go. But um, I, uh, <laughs> I um, am enjoying doing it and allowing other people to grow underneath me in this space, if that makes sense. Okay. And, you know, because sometimes you, and I'm glad you said that because uh there are going to be some people that's going to think maybe you know your 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 fashions are too high or you know or, or they're not for them and that's okay that's that's okay that's the way i see it if you know everything that we have is not for everybody yes so, yeah. absolutely i you know those that that god god will give you like you said the market and the territory that you need to get your um get your you know i look at you i look at the future that's why i asked you when you talked about the future what do you see and i see met gala i don't know why i'm all locked into this oh. <laughs> wait i cannot wait i want to dress yes. somebody so bad but they changed the dates up this year and you know it's kind of like all about who you know when it comes to things like that um, and I, I can't wait to kind of get the house to a position where it doesn't need me so much every day today so I can kind of get back into the creative marketing that I do a lot of and creating things that I just want to create, not just because I was hired to do it, because that's what really shows what I'm capable of. So until I, you know, get to that point, um, it may be hard for someone going to the Met Gala to feel like they could, you know, reach out to me for a design. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I see it. I already see it. Uh, what What was the designer um, that the one the gentleman that passed away? Andre Ali. Um, he was the editor chief of Vogue, the former editor in chief of Vogue. Yes, and he endorsed your brand, didn't he? He uh, definitely gave it a lot of compliments and kind of gave me a bit of a mentor mentee relationship. After I uh, grad, after I showcased in the um, Savannah College of Art and Design fashion show, the annual fashion show, he invited me to the private after party along with two other designers and commented our designs and stated one of my designs was best in show. And um, it really was um, a momentous occasion for me because he also kind of critiqued it and said some things that I had been saying about my collection all year long, 
But when you are a SCAD student, you get so much feedback from so many different people from so many different places, especially the different levels at SCAD. You kind of go with the general consistent consent, consensus opinion. But um, one thing I wish my collection could have been was different forms of white. But we decided to do all black. So many people were pushing me to do black. But one thing Andre said was that he almost wished he saw my collection and pieces from my collection in various forms of white or cream and ivory. And it was it was a really, really funny moment because everybody knows about the everybody at the time knew about the pull and tug there was between all black or an all white collection. So he really did make me feel better about myself as a designer because I had so many people to bounce so many ideas off of for that nine months of my senior year. There was a large part of me that feared how capable I would be after graduating. So um, having him involved in my career definitely was, um, it was a big stepping stone for me. It definitely made me feel better after graduating saw where you um was it facebook or one of the social media um platforms where you did have some pictures and of you and him together and i just thought okay this is a selling point this is to me it was a selling point yes ma'am a uh, magazine or whatever keep that in because that's a he he was he was huge he was he was larger than life so to speak in the fashion world so to know that you had that type of connection, um, even now though he's gone, it's still, he's still huge. His name will live on in fashion. So I think that that's wonderful. That's, that's wonderful. I'm excited for you. I'm excited about your future because I believe that you're going to really make it. You're going, you're going places. And uh, we in Savannah will say, oh yes, I know her. <laughs> I know her and I know her well. So uh, just give me any last minute things that you want uh, our audience to know. Um, I just want to uh, share with everyone that um, the ready to wear, so many people have been requesting it for about a year now, ever since I first started networking. So it is going to launch on the website between today and tomorrow. So I want to encourage them to look at the website and also follow me on Facebook and let us know if they have any questions, comments, or concerns. And we are here for all of their fashion needs. So we are grateful to um, have you with us. This is Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, and I'm inviting you to tune us in on next week with another segment of What's the Takeaway? God bless. Bye-bye. What's the Takeaway podcast, hosted by Dr. Jackie Gilbert Grant, covers a variety of relevant topics with professional guests. This is the perfect show to learn from different views on national newsworthy topics. The show airs every Saturday at 1130 a.m. 